Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It is a Flyers Daily for Saturday, January 22nd, game day for the Flyers. They're back at it today. Uh, looking to end this losing skid against the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo today. One o'clock puck drop uh, up there today. Buffalo on the season, sitting in the sixth spot in the Atlantic Division. 40 games played, 12-21-7, and 31 points. 2-6-2 two, and two in their last 10. They did lose their last one. Flyers also threw 40 games. 13, 19, and 8 with 34 points. They're 0, 7, and 3 in their last 10 games, and obviously they've lost 10 straight. And an opportunity today to get a win and get this bad taste out of your mouth. You know, in sports, it's interesting. John Madden once said that winning, winning is the ultimate deodorant. And it is in a lot of ways. In the NFL, it's a little bit different than in the NHL. 16 games, well, now 17 uh, versus 82 in the regular season. But winning makes it more fun, obviously. That's what everybody is there to do. And when you go through a 10-game losing skid, it's not fun for anybody around the team. It's not fun for the players, the coaches, the staff. Uh, it's not fun for the fans, obviously, and you guys. And it's not fun for me. It's not fun for anybody. But uh, they got a chance to go into Buffalo today, try and come away with a win, and just start to try and build something foundational blocks and you got to do that with your game through consistency and repetition to exercise those demons and those feelings of dread when you go down one nothing again we talked about it on yesterday's episode going down one nothing is not a fait accompli in the NHL yeah you win a lot more than you lose when you when you don't get the first goal but it's not a fait accompli and it looks like lately that's what has been the case for the Flyers. They've just struggled so much when giving up the first goal this season. And they have a stretch of games right now with Buffalo today, Dallas coming up on Monday, then to the uh, New York to take on the Islanders on Tuesday, and then the Los Angeles Kings. Kings are having a pretty good season. But you have a stretch here against teams, Winnipeg and Detroit after that to kick off the month of February, and then Detroit before you get to the Pittsburgh game in, in mid-February. You have some opponents here to, to start getting some building blocks, but they're going to have to do it, like once again, shorthanded because another blow comes yesterday as the Flyers put Joel Farabee on injured reserve along with Kevin Hayes. We know Kevin Hayes went in and had that surgery uh, to have fluid drained from his abductor. Now it's Joel Farabee, and he's going to be out four to six weeks, and he is not available for the Flyers. Of course, he was playing on that top line with Claude Giroux and Cam Atkinson, in 33 games this season, he's got 11 goals and, 17, and 7 assists for 18 points. And it's yet another blow. And you look at the guys that are out of this lineup, from Farabee to Couturier, Derek Broussard, Kevin Hayes, Ryan Ellis, Nate Thompson. I mean, it's crazy how many injuries they have suffered so far this season. But they got to use that as the opportunity maybe to, to get a look at some young players. And maybe that's one of the positives you can take out of this season. I mean, how crazy is this? Sean Couturier feels like he hasn't played in forever. He's played 29 games, and he's fifth on the team in points with 17. And he wasn't even playing like Sean Couturier before he went out injured. But th this team is undermanned right now with a lot of guys out of the lineup and in a real tough situation uh, from a confidence standpoint, a structural standpoint, and pretty much every element that goes along with an NHL team. Flyers right now are in the thick of it. That they'll get an opportunity today to go to Buffalo, take on the Sabres, and 
try and get a win and use that as a building block. Again, one win is not going to fix everything. Certainly not a win over the Buffalo Sabres. A win over nobody will fix everything for this team right now. It's going to take block by block, bit by bit, to start to get things moving in the right direction. And yeah, the standings are really against them this season. And you're you're likely you're in a situation where you're playing games without that target of of the postseason. But it doesn't mean that you can't go out and start doing things the right way and start get those building blocks and foundational elements there uh, to save some element or get something out of this season. And I see a lot on social media people saying, when I tweeted out that Joel Farabee is now on the IR along with Kevin Hayes, and people saying, ah, geez, just cancel the season. Uh, you don't just cancel the season. You can still get something out of this season. And I know it's difficult to watch when the team has lost, had two 10-game winless skids in the first 40 games of the season. Where do they go from here? Well, that remains to be seen. It's it's lost a lot of its fascination, obviously, but there's still some things that can happen. And you got to figure out how you're going to handle the trade deadline. Rasmus Ristolainen is a guy that is, is on an expiring contract. And to me, he has not been a problem for this team. He is He's a guy that's brought that physicality and intensity, and I think he fits in that role in a second pairing. But he's on an expiring deal. And you gave up a pretty good price to get him, including that first-round pick from this year's draft. He may be able to yield you a first-round pick as a deadline move. So you got to figure out if you're going to move him. Obviously, Claude Giroux, and there's going to have to be a conversation about his no-move clause, and we'll see where that goes. But, I mean, there's other guys, too. You know, you look at a guy like Cam Atkinson, who's having a good year. He's leading the team in goals. He's got 15 goals and 29 points. And he he's a guy that maybe other teams are interested in. But... Do you want to retain Cam Atkinson? So th- there's a lot of really important decisions to be made. And there's other players under contract. I mean, you can look up and down the roster right now. And you can go, okay, wh- who do we keep here? Who are the players that we're going to make those foundational pieces going forward? There's going to be a lot of change because there is a lot of free agency. There was a lot of change last season. And there's probably going to be even more th- this year. There are a lot of UFAs on this team. Justin Braun's a UFA. Uh, Martin Jones is a UFA. You got guys like James Van Riemsdyk will have one year left on his contract. Travis Sanheim's got a year beyond this as well. So how does Chuck Fletcher handle all this? That remains to be seen. So there is some intrigue in that as well. But let's get to Mike Yo. He had a chance to address the media yesterday in regards to the Joel Farabee injury getting his team prepared for Buffalo and much more. Uh, we just saw the news about Joel Farabee. I was wondering if you have any more details on that or uh, timeline for his return. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, I, I didn't read the release, but I, I think that uh, basically, I don't know if it said week to week and um, that we'll just call it an upper body injury. Yeah, um, just kind of following up on that um, with, with regards to Joel, kind of with regards to a lot of players, there have been situations where guys, you know, get injured, come back, and then are back on the shelf again. Is this the same injury as the one with the, that, that put Joel out, you know, a few weeks ago, or is it a completely different thing? You know what? I, I, I'm not 100% sure if it's the exact same thing. I would say it's same location. I would say it's uh, similar, uh, Charlie. Um, I would say that uh, um, there's certain times where uh, maybe uh, – um, 
maybe a particular type of injury, uh, it would be a concern whether a player came back too early. I know that, um, you know, with this specific injury, I think that everyone felt pretty comfortable that, uh, that Joel was ready to return and obviously played quite a bit of hockey, you know, and, and played some really good hockey for us. Well, um, you know, while, while he was in there for us. So, um, I kind of get what you're saying here, but, uh, but I think that everyone felt pretty comfortable, especially Joel, that, uh, that he was ready to return here. Saw that, uh, Wade Allison and Jackson Cates were called up. Uh, to the taxi squad, are both of those guys expected to play in tomorrow's game or is the final decision not been made yet? No, I would expect both those guys to play tomorrow, Charlie. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Jackson's been here with us, played some good hockey, and uh, we made some lineup changes, which which quite often happens when when you have, haven't been winning hockey games. Um, and then uh, this will be our first chance to see Wade. So uh, excited to see what he can bring. Obviously, uh, haven't been scoring a lot of goals lately. He has the ability to put a puck in the net and he also, he brings a little life, uh, brings some enthusiasm. He's going to be excited to play. And, uh, and obviously at a time when, you know, it's, you're, you're fighting some negative feelings, uh, you know, bringing some positivity in is a good thing. With the latest injury news, are, are you just left scratching your head at times? Just wondering what's next. I would say that, uh, it's a good thing I don't have any hair because I wouldn't have any hair left at, by the end of this year if if, uh, if that were the case. It's I've been coaching for a while. I haven't really seen anything like this. So, um, yeah, scratching our heads. But at the same time, um, you know, driving into the rink today and uh, it's weird. I mean, I'm still still very grateful and very excited to have the opportunity to be here and to work with these guys. And I know that these guys are, you know, uh, they're listening. I'm still excited about, you know, trying to find solutions and trying to find, uh, you know, a way obviously to, to get us in the win column here. And, uh, I'm still excited about that game tomorrow. And I know it's a huge challenge, uh, you know, and, and I love, I know that we're obviously dealing with a ton of adversity, whether it's the injuries, whether it's the losses, but, uh, you know, I think as a coach, you have to embrace that, you know, we all love to win. That's why you do it. Um, but, uh, but it's times like these where, you know, the players need you the most as a coach. And so, um, you know, I'm excited about that. Hi, Mike, I wanted to go back to Joel Farabee quickly. I know he took that hit against the Islanders a couple of days ago. Was, is this injury related to that hit or did this pop up yesterday? I, I, well, so, something happened yesterday. Uh, I, I don't want to say that it, that it is, or it isn't, uh, obviously things happen and, uh, you know, so I would say that, that there's a good chance that it's related to that. Uh, but, uh, but again, something did happen in the game there yesterday. Yes. We are seeing Tyson Forrester out here for the first time in quite a while. How is he doing and um, how good is it to see him skating again? The great, you know what, Tyson, uh, obviously a big part of our future here, um, you know, as far as uh, uh, his potential and what he can be, but I also really like his attitude. You know, he, he seems to be fully embracing the, uh, the therapy, the work, uh, you know, and, uh, and for a guy that, that obviously it's been a tough year for him, uh, you know, you like those guys, those kind of guys that come in, they still put the work in, they still have a smile on their face, uh, still grateful for, you know, where we're at. And, uh, and so happy to see him get on the ice and, uh, you know, get it, get a step closer to resuming his development as a player. Yeah, Mike, I, I just didn't know if you've had time to figure out who's going to go in your top line now in Joel's spot. Yes, I am. Uh, 
discussing a couple options. Uh, obviously, Oscar's played real well for us lately. Uh, that's potential. Uh, JVR is obviously a, a real good candidate to move up there. I think the one thing that that you know a lot of coaches do, and and uh, quite often there's a lot of moving parts, but I, I really like the duo of uh, of G and Cam together right now, and I think that that can give us some flexibility as far as who we put up there. Uh, you know, I look at sort of the way the games have gone a little bit lately. Um, you know, I, I think that it's important that we uh, obviously provide what we need up there. But I think that uh, some of the matchups that we've been losing have been sort of on our third or fourth line. So I, I don't want to say that we want to spread things out a little bit tomorrow. We still have to make some decisions there. Uh, but I do think that we have to be aware of that. Uh, you know, the teams have... Uh, more than one or two lines and we have to make sure that uh, that we have uh, you know uh, enough throughout our lineup that we can be successful but I would say those would be the two leading candidates to uh, play up there yeah who's in who's in goal for you tomorrow um, I you know what we're gonna have a conversation with uh, Hearts you see how he's feeling and then make that decision afterwards Hey, Mike, um, kind of going back to Wade Allison a bit. Um, I know it's not necessarily your decision and you guys were almost kind of forced to make a move here, but how important do you think it was to kind of get him going down there, get his confidence, get him some healthy games um, before he came back up to the NHL level? I think, Ariel, I think it's extremely important. Uh, you know what? I think that he was starting to score some goals down there, uh, which is great. But you know what? I think the conditioning, the timing, the American League is a good hockey league, you know, and it's obviously a great development league. And for them to be playing with Lappy and his staff, those guys do a great job uh, playing the same system. Uh, you know, so I think that, uh, you know, his preparation as far as his play without the puck, uh, obviously is as, as important as his play with the puck. So uh, crucial that, that he was able to get those games in. And obviously he's not where he would be if he, if he had been maybe playing for a month. But, uh, but that said, I think he's going to be really excited about this opportunity and bring some good energy tomorrow. There he is, Mike Yo, addressing the media yesterday at the Flyers Skate Zone as the Flyers uh, had a practice yesterday in advance of the game coming up today at 1 o'clock against the Buffalo Sabres. You know, Mike Yo is in a really, really tough position. It was a tough position from the moment he was handed the interim head coach job. And the positivity that he's bringing, you know, publicly and, and I'm sure behind the scenes as well is, is tough to do because he's a competitor as well. And just when you, you start to try and get things moving in the right direction, they have a seven-game point skid, then all of a sudden they hit another 10-game winless skid. And like he said, if you had any hair, he'd be pulling it out, uh, myself included. But he comes to the rink every day with a lot of positivity, and he's going to keep working and see where it goes. But uh, this team needs to go to Buffalo today, play the right way, outwork your opponent, see if you can't end this losing skid. All right, we'll break it down tomorrow on another brand new Flyers Daily.